a huge, consistent piece of my algorithm is somewhat close-up videos of rabbits eating different fruits and vegetables. Oh, yay! And, and, and very mic'd up, so you can really mm -hmm. hear them like... I love that. I did spontaneously buy, uh, it's not a ciabatta loaf, it's not a baguette either, it's somewhere in between where it's like half as long as a baguette and same shape. And I just spontaneously bought it at Trader Joe's yesterday and was for like- For no this, reason. For no reason other than that I was there and that's kind of my move at Trader Joe's is just wander until things catch my attention. Sometimes and I bought I, some prosciutto and I was like, that's going to be lunch tomorrow. Sometimes I buy something because I want to be the kind of person that would buy that. I do the same thing and yeah. those things end up in the garbage. It's unused true. and untasted. Well, you know what isn't going to be untasted is our tea today. And so I want to touch on that. For those who are steeping at home, we are drinking Kucha toasted almond fruit tea. I am so excited about this. I'm trying to take a sip. It brews at at boiling for two minutes. I'm gonna try minutes. it too, and I might just not have... really blow on that because okay. it's it's it, it brewed at boiling. Oh, she's hot. Mm, she is hot. She's a hot she's gal. She's delicious. She's a hot gal. Very cinnamony, and I'm loving it. Almost the perfect temperature to drink. Um, just yes. a couple notches, and we'll be ready to go. And I'll say this. If I'm drinking this at home, number one, tastes great alone. But also, you want to put a little little drip drop of honey in there? Might be fun. Might spice Would it up a good. little bit. I am on a golden latte kick right now, and I am making them at home. Did you not see one of your options? Was it turmeric-based tea? I did, but I've been chugging turmeric-based okay. tea, so mm. I'm taking a night off. Do you... Okay. I... And there's no wrong answer here, so I don't want you to be like... Like, it's, you know, oh, I believe strongly one way or the other. This is so meandery, but... Do you believe in this whole thing where like turmeric needs to be activated by black pepper and yada, yada, yada shenanigans? That's what I read. And I do put black pepper into my golden lattes okay. when I make them. Is there science backing this up? Does anyone have science backing this up? I believe everything I see on the Internet. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I believe John Benet Ramsey uh, was killed by her brother. Um, but it makes sense. Another thing as I was reading whatever it was. I don't remember if I used TikTok or if I used like Pinterest or what have you unreliable yeah. source to figure out how to make the perfect golden latte at home. Mm. But it was, it was two elements. It was that black pepper activates it. And it was that it has to be mixed with a fat also so that it's more absorbent, which is why I use whole milk when I make it. Interesting. So not to push you on that. Are you a big, like, do you still drink traditional milk? I feel like yeah, we're in LA. I don't give a shit about oatmeal, oat milk and yeah, in LA, it's fine, but rates. I'm not buying it, and I don't particularly care for the flavor of any of the. I don't. Here's here's what I'll say. Um, uh -oh. Are we about to get a hot take? Is it? Hot we're about take to get Ravina? a hot take on alternative milk. It's not that I dislike the flavor. I enjoy what oat milk tastes like. I enjoy yeah, what like almond milk. milk and coconut milk tastes like, but I don't prefer them to milk, and I don't think that they're a good substitute for milk as far as what I like my milk with. I don't particularly like the taste of oat milk with coffee. I don't particularly mm. like it with like, it's not that I don't like it. Tell me if this makes no fucking sense at all. It's not that I don't like it, it. It's up. that makes I no like the taste of milk better. And that That's to fine. me, it doesn't quite work as a substitute. It's like its own thing in my head. I don't do all the LA stuff. Mm -hmm. 
like, but you know, like a good oat milk latte, like get at me. You know what I mean? Like I do that. I'm sure it's delicious. It's great. Uh, so I actually don't, I drink my coffee black, so I'm not even putting it in there anyway. I'm so getting big dogged on my own podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> getting big dog. You're just like, oh yeah, I'll just take it. I take it straight black. I do. Um, but the other reason that I'm like a hardcore OG milk fan is because that was like a comfort thing for me growing up is uh, my family would just like make me, they would like boil a cup of milk for me at night. Boil I mean, it? maybe not all the way to boiling, but they would warm up a cup of milk for me on the stove and I would okay. have it like before bed. And I mean, maybe this is disgusting, but I actually really enjoy when it gets that weird film on it, when it gets really hot. We all have weird stuff that we yeah, like. Yeah, I not, like the film. This I a, like when it just sneaks up on me. It's a judgment-free tea zone that also applies to other liquids. So we're mm-hmm. judgment-free. We're judgment-free. <laughs> but I feel like for people like us, I mean, I, I don't want to put myself in the same category as you because you're much healthier than me, but like- I don't know. You, dude, there was I a time- I don't think so. I think people have a perception of me that I'm a lot healthier than I actually am. There was a time when we were like, it was. We, so we used to, for those that don't know who are listening, excuse me, we used to host a show together. And so I got to see you once a month. It was called The Jump Off. And if you're listening to this, by the way, please stop submitting to that page. Like the number, <laughs> Please stop. We weren't going to book you even when yeah. we had the show. It's true. But I say all that to say, you would be like, we, w- we would link up at the show. I would get to catch up with you. And you'd be like, yeah, I was doing like, you know, I uh, ran you have this many miles and like lifted all this weight today and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like walked up the stairs and got out of breath. And then I had a sandwich. Fair. So here's where... The dichotomy exists. Hit me. So I am athletic. I work out a lot and I like to be active. Sure. I don't necessarily eat super healthy. That's uh, okay. I, I completely respect that. Y- you, you, you work out so you can do so you can eat what you want. Yeah. I said a burger. And I eat healthy food, but then I also eat very unhealthy food. I think. I my, love Taco Bell. No, that, I mean, that is it is crazy to me because you I think this is OK to share. You lived with a trainer at one point. And I remember I said to you, I was like, I could never live with a trainer because every time I did something, I would be thinking to myself, like, I don't go my form. Am I bending down wrong? What are we doing? I, don't, I, I just get I get self-conscious about any sort of uh, uh, gym related activity because I didn't grow up athletic as a kid. Mm, neither did I. You just said you were athletic. I no, I'm an athletic adult. I was not. Well, OK, I danced as a kid. That's. Feels athletic to me, is it not? Yeah. When you say dance, are we thinking like like ballet or Some like tap? Ballet. Yeah. So starting at I think age eight or nine, I was going to um, after school program yeah. and summer camp that was dance classes, basically. Is there a vibrant dance community in Ohio? It, well, it was all the Russian Jewish kids. Like we all went to the JCC, and all we all took Ru- after school program. Are you me? Where we all danced, and our dance instructor was this guy named Ilya. And he would make us put heavy textbooks on our heads so that we could walk around and learn proper posture and learn how to like not move our upper body and lower body at the same time. So you you had to make sure that the book didn't fall off of your head. And originally it started out as like just different alternative modern contemporary dancing. And then when he left the JCC, there was a period where they were like test driving all these different dance instructors. And so we had a break dancing instructor for a second. We had um, a ballet instructor for a second. They spent about a year test driving all these random dance teachers. And then I don't remember if I grew out of that or if we just left. But then I ended up in ballroom. And then I did two years of ballroom and I used to win blue ribbons. 
And then I stopped. And I think I was like 14 when I stopped taking dance classes. How many years have I known you that this is just coming out that you danced ballroom? Because it was such a random part of my life. It was I like know. seventh and eighth grade. But like, first off, I, I will say that the image of, of a bunch of young Russian girls trying to break dance is hilarious to me. It is. And I still remember one of the moves. Was it? What was it? It was actually this. I can do it because it's a hand thing. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't know for, if this so, is good yeah, for a anyone podcast. Is listening, anyone who's listening, you're going to miss out. But if you're watching and it's on YouTube, if you're listening, I just remember go watch. the however many days of it we had, we learned this move. Very Janet. Very Janet. Very Rhythm <laughs> Nation. Um, and that has stuck with. I mean, I don't remember what I ate yesterday, but I remember that from 20 years ago. Well, you need to know that's probably going to be on the social. Media. <laughs> Fantastic. Here's the thing. When we shout when out we, to Ilya from Cleveland JCC. When we do this podcast, I want to be clear. We don't think about what's going to go on social. Sure. All right. We edit it and we find things that seem fun. But In when I give moment, you a moment like that, what choice do you have? Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like that. I think we danced to that song. I, I uh, love that song. I used to sit in the back of dance classes because my sister took a lot of dance mm. classes. She took uh, jazz, ballet, and tap. And I would sit in the back hating it. But I wish adult me could have talked to young me and been like, dude, get in there. And I'm, I'm mm -hmm. a decently good dancer, but I wish I could have been like, dude, get in there and do those classes. Because when you're older, like, uh, let's use ballroom as an example. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I was in fifth grade, we had to do like, we had like to do an elective for like three weeks on like ballroom dancing. And in the moment I was like, this sucks. However, now I'm like, I wish I'd taken it more seriously. Like, mm -hmm. what a good skill to have. It really is, and it's so tragic when men don't dance when they're, like, really stubborn about not participating. It's like, we're going to go to fun things, and there's going to be dancing. You can't be, like, a bump on a log and refuse. I'd love to dance. It's the best. What's the funniest thing is I am now in a relationship with someone who... She, she likes to dance, but doesn't love to dance. So I'll go to a wedding and be like, yo... We're, we got to get on the dance floor now. You got to. We got to go right now. And she'll That's be like, why people get married, like, to yeah. give other people a dance floor. Is that the reason? I suggest. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought it's um to see uh, how many friends will be honest with you that even though you claim the food is good, it's not. And, <laughs> and how many people actually tell you. When you're in your 20s and you go to a wedding, you're like, hey, good food, good dancing, good drinking, maybe I'm a hookup, cool, mm -hmm. all good. Then by the time you're in your 30s, you're like, good food. There better be higher end alcohol here. What's the dessert situation? And is the hotel nice? That's kind of where you're at in your 30s. I don't know if you agree with that. I mostly do, but I'm a little bit of an enigma where I love being single so much and I don't actively look for people in almost any situation. And I no longer, I think it's been like a couple of years that I haven't really actively dated i've maybe had like small bursts of it sure but for the most part i'm just very content with being single and the only way that i would like make room for someone in my life is if it was like something really special and like seemed worth going out of my way i don't try to date to like i don't know it's like not a goal of mine to end up in a relationship is that weird no it's not weird at all but the other thing about you and that like kind of makes me think about this this next thought which is like your life as I know it, is, I'm not going to say full, because I don't think that's fair, but like pretty full. Like there's a lot. I would say it's full, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Thank you. I'm glad it comes off that way. It does come off that way. It absolutely comes mm -hmm. off that way. But it's just like, 
comedy alone, it's full. But then, mm-hmm. like, but then, like, the other stuff you do, it's like doubly full. Like, when you were even dating, how were you finding time to do that? Because I, I know that, like, you were someone who obviously I always looked forward to seeing. I would always hope that, like, there's like a smallest people where you're like, man, I hope they're going to be where I'm going, mm-hmm. you know? And you're on that list for me. You are as well. But I remember I would, like, see you and I would be, and I would be like, and you'd be like, oh, I just came from this other thing. And I'm like, oh, I should be doing more. And I would be like, ah, oh, you know, like, if Galena can make time for it, so can you. And like, that's I like think in my head. So I'm wondering, even if you, even if dating were a priority, where does it fit? Right. That's the thing. And, and the older I get, the less energy I have. And the more I'm like really into my systems because my systems mm. like nourish me. I need alone time to regenerate. I need to have my nights in where I just like watch TV. But then there's so many nights when I'm going out and doing comedy and there's so many nights when like I'm very blessed I have a lot of like wonderful friends and I Mm. try and work really hard at like nurturing my friendships and making sure that I go out with people that like I want to catch up with and make plans with them so I feel like between all that it's like there's never two nights in a row when there's not something on my plate that's crazy to me it really is and for that reason it's like if I meet someone out in my environment and we click and I want to date him because something about him makes me want to date him. Mm. Fantastic. And and so far those choices that I've made have not been so, <laughs> so great either. <laughs> well, my favorite moments was when, when we were hosting the show and you come, you, you come to the back and be like, Hey, we catch up with me. Like, so guess who I'm seeing? And you name someone. And I'd be like, Galena. And you'd be like, no, no, no. I, I'm t- I know, I know, I know. But like, I think that, Sure. The way that you're seeing it, I think I'm seeing it from a different. I'd be like, okay, and then like I'd see you the next month. I'd be like, so you're like, no, it's not. Um, yeah, no, yeah. And beep. I've been on a hot streak for four or five years now of consistently only dating younger men, and I don't know what is up with that. And okay. maybe it's like my perception of my maturity level in relationships because oh, I haven't been in a serious relationship in so long that I'm like. I don't feel prepared for something that a 30-something might want to be Interesting. in on. And I'm like, I'll just date guys that are three, four, five years younger than me because hopefully we'll be more of in the same place in our relationship maturity. Are you in therapy? Oh, yeah. That I've feels always like a, been in therapy. That feels like a big like therapy revelation. Yeah. Um. We mostly talk about my dad. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, listen, listen I, I said to Jess at one point, I was, like she was like, yeah, like, you know, this might be something you talk about in therapy. And I was like, Jess, I've got a, I've got a long queue right now. Okay. <laughs> and so like, we'll fit that in where we can. But I, I mostly just... come in and go, are you sure that, am I sure that I want to be a comedian? And she goes, yeah, are you sure? And then I just cry for an hour and a half sure. and then hand her a lot of money. I actually had a, a moment today. So my therapist, um, she does personal sessions and then she also like runs these therapy groups oh, and she's, she kind of has like a decent following on Instagram and a podcast. Do we because of course, love that though? Do we love that she's, she's an so Instagram? Good. She's so good though. Okay. And it's such a good Instagram, but I feel like I can't tell her that I'm aware of this side of her business. Why not? I would be the first thing I'd share. I, I feel like it's somehow crossing some kind of, and obviously I'm sure her patients, her other patients like, listen to her podcast and and are in on it and like are in on it what, what is it like or a, subscribe to or wouldn't be weirdly secretive about it and i don't know why i'm weirdly secretive about it but for some reason i feel like i should i'm so conditioned in all my different therapy dynamics of like 
they're not supposed to share any of their world with you because that like Jess breaks believes. the fourth wall. It's crazy to me. I kind of believe that too because I think it like somehow waters it down if I like know too much about her. Granted, her work is all therapy type stuff. So I wouldn't acknowledge to her that I know about this and I also won't go on her Instagram for my page. So I have a burner account. So I go onto her Instagram on my burner account. You don't have a burner? No. You'll never admit you've got to have a burner account. What do I need a burner for? What do I do on a burner? Because sometimes you don't want people to know you're seeing their stories. But I don't even watch stories on my Even your producer is nodding his head that I'm correct. You got to have a burner account. You got a burner account? That's right. I have a burner. So uh, I was watching my uh, therapist's Instagram story off my burner today. Okay. And she had told me during the last session that it was uh, her last time in that particular office because the lease had ended. And she was like, oh, I might, I'm trying to find a different office, so I'll let you know before the next session what the new address is going to be. And today she posted an Instagram story doing a tour of the new office. And the whole time I was watching the tour going, oh, that's the couch I'm going to cry on next. Why can't you just, uh, here's the thing. I don't even watch people's stories. I say this with love. Like I, I you mm-hmm. know that I absolutely adore you. And like, I'm like, I, some people aren't story watchers. It, it's either your thing or it's not. I, I occasionally I'll watch them, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I'm casually indifferent to Elliot, but like if he has a story, I'll, you know, give it a little press a check. But like, I, I don't look at it a lot. Like Jess will sometimes be like, like, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, do you hear the news? So-and-so had a kid. She's like, yeah, it was on Instagram. I was like, I didn't see it. I don't mm-hmm. go on Instagram a lot. Uh, good for you. I wish I didn't, but I'm Unless addicted go, to my phone. Well, I'm like, I hang out on TikTok probably a little too I'm on TikTok a lot too, yeah. Um, I don't post enough, but I'm I'm on there. Yeah. Um, but It's with, my favorite of all the apps as far I, as like what I'm consuming. I'll tell you this. Where, where we are in my TikTok journey, my algorithm now. The, oh, yeah. Tell me about your algorithm. My algorithm is, is and I'm not, there's no exaggeration here. Okay. This is like my the predominant pieces of my algorithm. Number one, cat videos. Real okay. big in my, in my algorithm. I have some good ones for you. Please. I used to send them to Jess. And so TikTok kept feeding them to me mm-hmm. and then I just started to like them. There's some damn good cat videos on some TikTok. great ones. I okay. saw one today that was three cats around a bunch of candles saying like a, a prayer in Spanish. And Excellent. It was, it was very witchy and funny. Excellent. Right up my alley. I will send it right okay. to you. That's number one. Number two, a lot of NBA content. I'm an NBA fan. You lost I really me like there. Yep, it's all good. <laughs> Basketball, really into it. Mm-hmm. Number three, which like I don't necessarily think I engage with this content all that often, but like a bunch of like things to do in LA pop up in my mm-hmm. feed. Now I'm gonna give you the final one because this is the one that really makes my algorithm different than everybody else's. <laughs> a huge, consistent piece of my algorithm is Somewhat close-up videos of rabbits eating different fruits and vegetables. Oh, yay. And, and, and very mic'd up, so you can really mm-hmm. hear them like. I love that. And Jess is like, why is your so algorithm Because you watch the whole video. 100%. I, would, I watch them twice. She's like, why are you? She's like, you know that a lot of like people who have a boyfriend are nervous. Like, oh, they're TikTok's probably all just like hot girls with their, you know, with their tits mm-hmm. out. And yours is rabbits eating <laughs> fruit. So and innocent. I was like. Have you ever seen a rabbit eat a strawberry? Don't it's come so at me cute. about it before you've seen it. Yeah. And now she watches them a little bit. She goes, she at one point she was like, one just came to my feed today and I know it's your fault. I'm getting <laughs> it out. What is your what is your algorithm showing you? So mine really like jumps around quite a bit. It's currently um it's a lot of skincare. Oh, I have some of that. I get yeah. quite a bit of skincare. I also get the ones of things to do in LA because when it shows me a good restaurant, I'll put that shit in my favorites folder. I favorite some things. I have no idea what I favorite. Mm. I never go back and look. Yeah. And then I get 
and sometimes it gives me a lot of this and sometimes it doesn't, but it gives me like um, the guy, what is he called? He is like a warrior for shopping carts. Like if someone- Oh, Cartnark. Cartnark. Yeah. I love Cartnark. Cartnark pops yeah, up Yeah, I love too, a good yeah. Cartnark. And then I, it's a lot of like crazy Karen videos where some, like there's someone's getting justice against like a lunatic Karen. I get some Karens. Yeah, yeah I get some of that. It, it really goes- all over the place. I get some dancing videos, not of kid ones, but of like actually professional dancers because I do enjoy videos of like really good dancing. I don't think I get that. I think I'd, I think I'd like it. Yeah. I like hip hop dancing. Yeah, same. So I get I get quite I a bit of that. that. And then it. what else am I getting? I'm getting like Vine compilations of like physical comedy. I get that. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something really, really um, controversial that maybe I shouldn't share. And like this is probably not kosher, but I'm going to say it and it is what it is. I skip every single stand-up clip that comes in my TikTok. I skip. Yeah, through, I do too. I skip all mm-hmm. of them. I don't now. I don't really get any. Only on my my following, which I never watch the following. Yeah, I only never. watch the for you. I only watch for you too. But I, listen, if it's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. I'll throw it a heart. Yeah, but I still won't watch it. Yeah, but TikTok I, doesn't know. That's why it keeps giving them to you. I just I heart it too because it's like we got to support our people. I and I do and yeah. I totally do. But I'm just like. I never want these in my feed again. Mm-hmm. And I and and there's no polite way to say like get, it. get these out of here. I just like <laughs> I, I I am just surrounded. Here's what's interesting. Uh you and I both have a very shared interest that does not show up in either of our feeds. Mm. Do you know what that interest is? Hmm. True crime. Yeah, I really don't get much I don't get true here crime and there, but not I don't really. get any. I don't get any. I get them sometimes. But definitely not a, not as much as I would like to. And the, the unfortunate thing about the true crime on TikTok is that it's always people going, go to part two, go to part three. And I'm like, you lost me. I was like, I'm going to stay in part one. And mm-hmm. if you can solve it for me in part one, I'm going to yeah. stick in part one. And if you can't, I, I'm done. Don't don't honey trap me through four parts exactly. of a video. Because I'm not, I'm not following you so I can come back to this. I want to sit here and tell you my time's more important. It's probably not, but I don't want to be spending it on your four-part series. That's right. Where, like, the fourth part, you tell me something I already know. And they're just summing up that they saw it on some podcast we already heard it on or a documentary that we already saw. Just, okay, you know what? Speaking of that, we're going to move into our first segment. Are you ready for the Newly Friend game? I am. I love it. The Newly Friend game, it's like the Newlywed game, but we're friends. Um, You are going to grab your dry erase board and your marker. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer. I'm going to see if I can get it right, Oh. and then we'll flip our boards, and then we'll do the same thing for me. Now, the reason that I just thought to do this is because the question for you revolves around our shared interest. <laughs> my question for you, and it's going to be a similar question for me, but my question for you, and don't tell me, write down your answer, mm-hmm. what is your, and I'm going to say current, because I think favorites change all the time. Okay. What is your current favorite true crime documentary? I'm writing one that I don't think this is your answer, but I just remember we had But a- I think I know what you're thinking of. And you don't think it's right? It's not. Oh, well, I tried. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, flip your board. Oh, oh. So I thought you were talking about the Nexium cult because okay. you said spelling. It's You yeah. wrote David Karash. Yeah. But under that, I wrote The Staircase because we've had many a talk I about know, The Staircase. I know, and I have a bit about The Staircase. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and I do love The Staircase, but I yeah. feel like I am in a cult phase. But you were like not far off because you wrote Nexium. Well, who is David Koresh? I don't know David Koresh. Oh, my gosh. Um, He is the one who was a cult leader, and he had that giant, like, 
uh, where was it in Texas? They just recently had a really good documentary about it, but it's like Wild Wild Country. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Waco. Waco. So he was the Waco guy. And then he inspired um, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Like Timothy McVeigh was basically getting revenge on the government for the David Koresh thing. So the FBI like surrounded the Waco property for like days on end and they had a standoff and they had a shootout and eventually his whole house caught fire and there were like all these. It, it wasn't even a house. It was like a compound and like kids died and it was just fucking crazy. And now I think Showtime did like a dramatized version of it that they're making with like Michael Shannon or something. So I'll watch anything with Michael Shannon. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it looks fantastic. I thought you were going to put for me John Bonet Ramsey. So I know that you, you are very, I was going to say love that story. You don't love that story. Mm-hmm. But I think that you and I have not seen eye to eye on who we think the killer is because I think yeah. you think it's the brother. I kind of think it's the brother and the reason that I like, like I'm very intrigued by it, but I actually hate unsolved cases. Yeah. So I don't like cold they cases stress at me all. Out. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for it. Um, yeah. And I was always of the mom, mm-hmm. but I understand the, you know, I understand both sides of the, the case. Um, I, I feel like, like a lot of places that do cold cases, there was one podcast and I don't want to get into the politics of it because that podcast is no longer on the air and it's, for very different reasons but Mm. there was a podcast for a minute that focused on cold cases and kind of pulling together the sleuths of the internet and they solved a couple Mm. and i was just like the power of the web yeah um okay so we're gonna do the same question for me but should i do a different no you know what we'll do the same one do the same one what is my favorite i gotta now think about what it is what is my favorite uh true crime doc Ooh, um, I mean, honestly, no, I'm going to put this. I don't think you're going to get this. And I'm going to put this in parentheses. And then I'm also going to put this. because I don't... You're doing three. I'm doing one. Well, I, I'm giving you three chances to get this right. <laughs> um, And it's okay that I don't remember the name of the documentary, just who it's about. I think you chose my second one. Okay. Oh, Damn, no. So you none. put Son of Sam. Yeah. Which... Oh, I love Golden State Killer. I should have picked that for mine. So I did. I wrote Serial. Um, yeah, cause I, good. I absolutely loved the pacing of cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was wonderful. And then I put GSK, the, the HBO, uh, uh, and that, the Michelle McNamara book was so amazing. So I that's the one put Ted Bundy, like my brain is not yeah, working. I mean, there should have been caffeine in this tea. That's I know. Well, I purposely didn't caffeinate <laughs> it. I also wanted to say that, um, I never watched a documentary on the case, but, um, there was a the series. Netflix documentary is wonderful. Uh, oh no, I watched that, those, the GSK mm-hmm. ones. But um, I I watched a great show called Under the Banner of Heaven. Loved. Okay, so um, Jonathan Krakauer is. Like I know you one love of my his books. Authors. Yeah, yeah, so I loved Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah, Under the Banner of Heaven was wonderful. By the way, that's the end of the segment. You can put your oh, board down. Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, you did great. How do you feel? You. We d- we got O for O. <laughs> yeah, you know O for O, but we did our best. Yeah. Um, but no, I I watched Under the Banner of Heaven, and I I never seen an actual. Uh, um, uh, documentary about the real events that it's based on, but I loved that series, and I mm-hmm. feel like I'd be interested in learning. The book more. was amazing. Much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It made me think of. I didn't read the book, but the idea of the fact that like he wrote, he wrote it in such a fashion that, from what I've heard, that it was apparently like a riveting book, but it was mm-hmm. based in <clears throat> based in true events. Made me think it was a lot like. Um, in Cold Blood or um, Devil in the White City, those kind mm-hmm. of books that are like historical I but real. I didn't. Oh gosh, Devil in the White City pissed me off because it was so. It was I so. It. It's very very hyped up, 
but I think that they spent so much time talking about the damn Chicago fair and I, I don't care. And it was so hard for me to read through that. I thought it was just read like a textbook. Um, just I, the part about the fair. Well, yeah, you wanted the murder chapter. Yeah, of course. Um, I read it before the hype was there. Okay. So I wasn't, let me put it this way. Like I am a, uh, I, one of my biggest problems in life is if something's hyped up, I'm going to hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hate it. Like, and I know this will upset people. It, it is what it is. I hated Gladiator, the movie. Everyone was like, this movie's going to change your Never life. Never saw it. It was terrible. I pride myself on not seeing so many movies that the majority of people have seen. I've never seen a single Star Wars. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't judge you for that. They're not my I've favorite. I've never seen so many movies. I've never seen have like you seen The Training Godfather. Day? I've, mm, I think so. So I hated that. That upsets yeah. people a lot too. Um, but I think there are movies that people love that other people hate all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's fine, but when something's hyped, I have trouble liking it. Fair. Um, but I read that book before the hype, and so I didn't have the opportunity to be like, I'm going to hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm determined, which I will do. Well, Anne Rule, Stranger Beside Me is my all-time favorite true crime book. I don't think I've... What is that one? So Anne Rule was actually um, a police officer turned journalist who worked side-by-side with Ted Bundy and like was friends with him. So she writes the Ted Bundy story from her personal experience of like knowing him. I don't know if I could read that. That would scare it's the crap unbelievable. out of me. That would scare me. Such a good book. I was like mad when it ended. I'm scared hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's funny. Like you, you were talking about like there, there are so many movies that um, people love that you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. There is a franchise. Oh, yeah. That. Family. <laughs> I have never met anyone in my life. Who you never is will. as obsessed with this franchise as you? And I don't want to go too quick, and I'm not going to be mad. Mm-hmm. But it's Fast and it's Furious. Yeah, and I don't understand how. When did you develop a love okay. for the Fast and the Furious? Let me walk it back. I please. Let me tell the origin story. I'm dying for it. Okay. Uh, this goes all the way back to my childhood. So, <laughs> how? When did this I, first one come out? <laughs> Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay, so yeah, I can, you, so I was twelve. Okay, fine. Child, I thought it was yeah. like six. You're like six years old, being like, I want to be like. No, but Paul here's Walker. why it comes yeah. back to my childhood because I grew up. Um, the men in my family were not particularly into sports. And I, so I would have fit in well with you. You would have fit in. Yeah. I was raised. I have always, always lived with my grandpa. Like I lived with my grandpa more than I lived with my dad. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. And he is a career mechanic. So not only would he like go to the shop during the day and work on cars, he would also work on all like the family cars and all of our family friends' cars. Amazing. Like there would just always be cars in the driveway. And for me to go hang out with him was to like go hang out in the driveway while he was like under a car and like bullshit and be like, what's this? What's this? And I just had all these questions and I was like so curious and just always loved cars. And then um, my type, I would describe once I like hit puberty and started being intrigued with men, I've always been attracted to like preppy guys that look like they're from Connecticut or like that beachy look like that not know how to work on a car no but here's the thing like Paul Walker was my dream I was obsessed with him I thought he was like the most beautiful thing in the entire world so the fact that a movie came out that was about cars and starred him and I like had just had the biggest crush on him ever of course I was so so obsessed with those movies I mean yeah I guess that plays but like one comes out 
uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo mm-hmm. Drift, those come out. Now yeah. you're kind of an adult. Yeah. Are you just already like, I don't care what they come out with. I'm, and I'm in it. I'm here. I'm steeped. Pretty much. But I think my like the, the way that I, you know, half ironically, half seriously, like obsess about it. Sure. Didn't start until probably the fifth or sixth movie. And at that point. I started, so I have a stepbrother and he didn't come into my life till I was like 18. But uh, one of the things that we bonded over was our love for the Fast and Furious movies. So at one point we just agreed to see every single one on opening day together. And I think we've seen like the last four or five on opening day together. And it was just a thing where like, because it was about cars and I like grew up like when I turned 16, my first boyfriend, his dad owned a car dealership. So he always had different cars and like was always driving like a stick shift. And I was trying to learn how to drive one and like always had different fun cars zooming around. And then I had another boyfriend who was like part of this group in the city that like modded out their cars and put on obnoxious like bumpers and exo- like this has just always been a part of my life. Like that kind of street car culture. This is amazing. So that's why it like aligns so much. And because I was just so, so obsessed with Paul Walker. I loved him so much. Like when he died, people called me to check on me and like I was not okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Would you, okay. So let's say you meet a guy and you're like, he's kind of cool. Like I think I'm into him. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, I need to be honest with you. I street race at night. (laughs) would you like it or would you not like it i dated a guy for like a year in college because the first thing i learned about him was that he was into drifting cars and that was enough for you. i have been the same dumb bitch my whole life (laughs) (laughs) you're like i'm here for it yeah i'm here for it yeah do you do you know a lot about cars because you were around uh, your your grandfather who worked Mm -hmm. on cars so you can work on cars a little bit a little bit i did used to change my own oil and i like remember i worked on like the cooling system on the radiator with him once that's kind of the extent of what i could physically do and actually change on my own. But I mean, I understand how an internal combustion engine works. I've also been working at Ferrari for 10 years and I also have been writing for an automotive blog for a year. So like I'm in the thick of it. I didn't know you were writing for an automotive blog. Yeah, I write like dealership landing pages and stuff and I write articles for like third party automotive blogs, like opinion blogs about different cars. Do you, that it's crazy that you and Jess haven't talked about this because Mm. Jess's father is a mechanic and she knows boatloads about cars. Yeah. We should talk about it. I get so excited. Like anytime I find out I have a girlfriend that wants to talk about cars. Her. Yeah. We'll like drive. We'll, we'll be like driving. And she's like, oh, do you see that? And I'm like, what? What happened? And she's yeah, like, me too. I'll lose my mind. I have by myself in my car screamed because I saw like a Pagani or something. But actually, before I get to that, I did. I did want to ask you and I'm not going to ask you to do this. But if, if I did ask you to do this, mm-hmm. do you know the Fast and the Furious movies well enough that you would be able to rank them off the top of your head like you know i would say and again you do not mm-hmm. have to do this but i would say it's like six one three four two eight nine you know like that i could that's insane yeah absolutely how many times have you seen these movies i've seen the new one twice it just came out i've already seen it twice that's unbelievable i've seen every single movie no less than two times but most of them i've seen at least three or four times i saw a Twitter thread where someone was talking about when did the Fast and the Furious movies go off the rails and people were writing different moments. Someone said it was a moment where he like slams his foot in a parking garage and the whole thing like a crack forms through the parking garage. Oh, that was six. Okay. Uh, You know, so people like- I would say five is where it kind of went off the rails. When were they in space? That was nine. 
Okay, so that that's off the rails. Yeah, totally. I only saw one, two. Six is and- where it gets like batshit, like we're talking military equipment, and that's when they like turn into spies. Okay. So, so that's where it gets like crazy, crazy. I saw one, two in Tokyo Drift, which is, I guess, mm-hmm. is informally considered three. No. Uh, so Tokyo Drift is actually six. So it's the third movie and it came out third, but in the order of the story, it should be sixth. Okay, so I saw one, two, and six. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Am I looked at by the fast community as just like an, a rube? You're, you're like, who is this No, idiot? no, I don't. Anyone who's like open-minded to it at all, I'm like, respect. I really hope that there are just like message boards and message boards of just like the fast community. Maybe they call themselves like, I don't know, the furious. The family. The family. Okay. That, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> so they're all the family and they just like communicate on secret blogs with each other. If they do, I guess I'm not in there. Well, I listen, if you're listening and you're on one of these blogs, get Galena in the mix. <laughs> She'll make you laugh and she knows a lot about cars. I feel like that's a good sales pitch. I've, I think so. Yeah. I'm in it. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the lightning round? I guess so. Uh, well, oh, all right. <laughs> I didn't finish my tea. Well, you can still keep drinking your tea. The <laughs> lightning round, listen, it's fast questions. It doesn't have to be fast answers. So you take your time. All right. Um, we had one person, I mentioned this a little bit off the mic, who was rushing to the answers. I'm like, pray and ready to go. Yeah, well, Focused. I would like, well, so here's the thing. Would a, <laughs> would a book balance on your head right now? I could. Okay. Is your, sorry, before we get this, is your posture like amazing? Um, I've it been complimented good. on it before. Yeah. My posture is dog crap. So mm. I kind of wish I'd been through the training you went yeah. through. Just saying. Somebody, I forgot one of my like closest friends at one point was like, wow, your posture. And I was like, really? Like, I guess that's that Soviet discipline. It was Ilya for you. <laughs> yeah. It was Ilya. Um, all right. Question one. What is a favorite ritual of yours? So mine is brewing tea. Um, in the mornings I get back into bed with my cup of coffee and I read. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, for how long? Um, as long as it takes me to drink the coffee. It's usually about 20 minutes. So you read every day. I do. How many books are you getting through in a year? Um, I do about one to two a month, depending on the length. So about 20 a year. Mm. Mm. I literally have a joke I've been doing recently where I say, uh, anyone here uh, read a lot? And a bunch of people cheer and I go, yeah, not me. I don't. No, I don't <laughs> do it. Um. Wish I did. Wish I did. For everyone listening, I'm sure my mom's going to I have book recommendations for days in different categories. So I have enough books start. on my shelves that I haven't <laughs> read. If my mom hears this, just know I'm trying. Um, question two. What is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh? Oh, God. Um, this is so great. So I'll try to keep it semi-short. No, keep but, it long. Who uh, cares? Two of my best friends and I uh, randomly went to see um, O-Town, the boy band from 2001. Yeah, I have like, last the dreams year. all yeah. the time. Well, so- that okay. No, let me back that up. Let me back that up. <laughs> Let me back response. it up. That's not what I meant. Perfect response. That's not what I meant. Here's the thing. I I didn't mean it that way. And I also have to be clear. I, Jess's mom has heard this podcast. And if she hears this, Kelly, that is not at all what I meant. It's the name of one of their songs. Okay? It's the name of their song. I was making a... I was riffing. And sometimes you don't hit. Mm-hmm. You don't... You never one bats a thousand in the riff game. Go ahead. So I actually do a bit about it, but it's separate. That's not what the inside joke is. So the inside joke comes from the fact... So I ended up like flirting with one of the members sure. and like one of his fans caught wind of it and she made a fake profile to like harass me on Instagram as everyone does as everyone does and so she just started leaving all these like batshit insane comments all over my Instagram like in all caps she I would just like post like a comedy promo and she would put quit hitting on my man 
to like, like comedy promo. Yeah. Like she would just comment on random Instagram posts of mine to tell me to quit hitting on her man. And one time she wrote, get a grip. He ain't want you. And my friends and I, my friend Rachel, my friend Jamie. So the three of us just like thought that was the funniest thing ever. So we just would constantly say to each other, get a grip. He ain't want you. And um, is wrong we were people? like talking about getting <laughs> get a grip like tattooed on us somewhere. It was just so, so, so funny. And then last Christmas, um, they surprised me um, and it was so funny because I was literally just like coming off of a breakup. So, <laughs> so to say get a grip he ain't want you is like just so unbelievably funny. But I walked into um, I think everybody was like taking mushrooms or something, but I had a show. I was somewhere and I like joined them and they gifted me a sweatshirt that says he ain't want you. And it was like the hardest I've ever laughed. That is. Do you wear it? All the time. Oh, you have It's to. such a comfortable sweatshirt, first of all. Second of all, it's the funniest. I mean, like, I I collapsed laughing. If you don't turn that into a joke where you can make that merch, I'm going to be disappointed. I absolutely have to, for sure. I already, I have a bit about it, but it's from a totally different angle. It's not about, like, the get a grip he ain't want you. Because oh, no, you... this girl just kept harassing me, so it's, like, a joke now of, like, one of the things she says, I just read it as the punchline. It's so funny on its own that I don't even need to, like, do anything to it. I just want a he ain't want you sweatshirt. Yeah. That's really what I want. Yeah. That's, it's it's, it's They're coming. Yeah, I, I have to. That has to be my merch. Put them on soft sweatshirts. I, I like mm -hmm. a soft crew. Absolutely. Um. Question three, can you do an impression or of one or both of your parents? And it doesn't have to be good. The worse, mm. the better. If I do the impression of my parents, it just has to sound Russian. Oh, is it that so strong? So it's just Russian accent? accent. My mom is not as strong, but my dad, it's very severe. Interesting. Can you speak Russian? I can't remember. Of course. Yeah, it's my first language. That is unbelievable. Do I was you, five when I came here. I, I remember that. Do you do you use it? Like, does it come in handy? All the time. I just was uh, hired on a notary job last week because they needed a Russian-speaking notary. Are you kidding me? No. Do you ever hear people talking and they don't know you speak Russian? And you're like, All the time. I was just this week, uh, um, a friend of mine took me to like a, a Russian banya, like a spa. That sounds nice. It was great. And yeah. it was like, catered to middle-aged Russian men and I love to eavesdrop so I like won't tell not? them that I speak Russian but then there were like all these guys coming into the um, sauna and they were like talking shit to each other and it was so funny and I was trying so hard not to laugh because I didn't want them to know I understood them because I wanted to like keep spying on them but they didn't say anything about you no they didn't say anything about me but then the one guy like caught him staring at me and I'm like I think he's on to me I mean what a what an amazing thing to be able to be like, you're right, I do speak two languages. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, question four, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there a particular moment that sticks with you? Mm. I mean, yeah, I think anytime I've booked anything remarkable in comedy, right? You're funny. Why is that? I, I That surprises me. You're so funny. You're so good. Why, th that it's not every time, but it has absolutely happened where I've gotten something and then you have people like, I've had peers of ours kind of like, tell me that they have an impression that I'm like much further along than I actually am. And I'm I like, I feel like you're decent, decently on your way. No, I think I'm decently on my way, but I think I've had people like somebody said to me recently, they're like, shouldn't you have an S corp by now? And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> listen, it's never too early to get financially organized. Sure. Okay. That is what, uh, my accountant Ira always says to me. <laughs> I don't listen, but that is what he says. Yeah. Um, no, I respect that. That's interesting. I mean, I, I view you as, as, as doing great, but Thank what you. do I know? I'm just one man. 
Um, final question. What is your favorite tea? And if not tea, what is your favorite comfort? Mm, I actually love tea a lot. Um, I like a good bedtime tea. Like a sleepy time tea? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Does it put you to bed? No. Okay. But it's a nice way to like cap off the night. And I like it with like a little sweet bite. What I mean, you got to tell us. Well, like a, like a cookie? cookie or a little piece of like a little bit of ice cream or some kind of piece of chocolate or something. Okay, yeah. final. This is not one of the questions. I just have to follow <laughs> up. If it's ice cream, mm-hmm. what what brand are we talking about? Ooh, oh my gosh! I um, think you know my brand. I mean, I, I love so many ice creams. Um, my favorite is Handles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll take we'll accept that answer. Yeah. My answer is salt and straw, but we'll accept that. I answer. know you're salt and straw, I'll, but Handles they betray me because they always um my favorite flavor there is like seasonal like comes and goes that's not betrayal as much as it is building up the excitement but i hear you mm-hmm. my favorite flavor at Saltro is seasonal it's salted caramel cupcake and all their shit is seasonal <laughs> listen they do what they do and i love them for mm-hmm. it um how do you feel you feel good yeah thank you for being on thank I'm you so, so much good for having you. me We're, we have to have you on again you're officially a friend of the pod Please. and and i'm obsessed with this tea we'll have it again it's so good well thank you yay that was galena ravina you can follow her at ThumbGalena on Instagram and Twitter and at Galena Ravina on TikTok. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Elliot GB. Our associate editor is Martin Alvarez. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week, so until then, happy steeping. And then some everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. I literally put that on cardboard. I I will put everything but the bagel seasoning on things that has no right to be on. Yeah. Like nothing. The only thing I wouldn't put on a bagel. Only thing. uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'd bring it in the bedroom. Are you kidding me? Please.